Welcome back to another edition of TC Braves Nation. I'm your host, Brandon Romans, joined in studio with Caleb Castile, Cole Richardson, Jake Wilmoth, and Lady Braves head basketball coach, Brian Middleton. So guys, glad to see you this morning. I know we've had a one heck of a weekend, a lot to talk about, Caleb, so I'll let you go ahead and get rolling. Well, Coach, we got um, uh, a big win on Friday. Um, I know that's been the talk of the county. It's been the talk of a lot of people. It's been all that people can think about for the last three days. So talk to you about how we were able to get that done. Well, uh, first of all, I want to say our ladies had a, a great week. Uh, we went to Saltillo on Tuesday, and um, I missed I missed the podcast late in the week with, with my little man being sick, and um, went to Saltillo on Tuesday, and I want to give them props for that night as well. I know y'all had Reese on. She had an outstanding night, a uh, big double-double for her uh, that night. And then Friday night um, – uh, you know, she came out and, and played well again. Uh, she finished with um, 29 points, 11 rebounds, I believe. And Lila Sanderson had a huge night with 14 points, 13 rebounds. Um, Zarelli had a big night defending Ansley, Lila, Madeline, Margaret, Hallie, Abby. They all played extremely well Friday night in front of a big crowd and um, put together a full – I thought it was our, you know, a full team effort Friday night. I thought that we looked – as cohesive as we've looked all season, and I was just really proud to see, you know, our potential kind of surface Friday night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Seemed like we put together the most complete game we've been able to all season against um, against Belmont. They're, they're really only saving grace that kept them in the game was their little point guard, um, uh, Miss Carly Brock. She's, she's a really good player, and uh, she was really the only thing that was keeping them in it. Yeah, yeah, she, she does a, a, a good job. Um, she creates a lot of, of problems for your defense. And I thought, um, especially early, I thought Zarelli did a really good job on her early. I don't, you know, they both played a lot of minutes. So, um, you know, they're both fatigued towards the end of the game. But um, I thought, yeah, she, she creates some problems and you got to make sure you keep her out of the paint. And, you know, early we did a better job than we did late. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One, of the, one of the things I think that hurt them – especially was getting down early how he jumped on them because usually, you know, when they play in their cupcake schedule, they don't like play these tough teams that like to jump on them early and beat them and get up by five, ten points in the start of the, at the start of the first quarter. So when that, that happened to them here, they just didn't know what to do. Shaking his head, he didn't know what to do. I mean, the players, their players didn't know what to do either. I mean, they were just confused and they eventually got together and fought back. And, uh, but it was too little too late by that point. Well, you know, they it, coach does a fabulous job over there, and, and how he has his team prepared, and um, you know, we just we just hung in there, you know, and and when they made runs, we made we made a bigger win, and just kind of stayed up. Our I thought, um, you know, a side note of that I thought our crowd was outstanding, um, and kind of every time we needed something to happen, you know, one of our girls stepped up, made a play, and got the crowd back in it, and. Um, you know, it was, a, it was a loud atmosphere. It was a fun atmosphere. Um, I walked in this morning, and um, they're still cleaning up mm-hmm. <laughs> after that. So uh, I think everybody uh, everybody enjoyed the win for the weekend. And so, um, you know, but it's November, and we want to, you know, continue to get better. Um, and so we're not going to sleep on it. You know, we got big, bigger goals than, you know, in that game so be fun to go out and 
get ready today and go to Columbus tomorrow and play Heritage, and we got Hardin County on Thursday, and a big game with Olive Branch Saturday. We're all we're all fired up about this week, and and see if we can get to, to Thanksgiving with a three win week. Well, that's good for the, definitely good for our team. So, uh, what are your plans for after Thanksgiving? Are y'all having during any practices during Thanksgiving week? Yeah, Cole, that's a good question. Um, you know, we're we're gonna we're gonna kind of play it by ear. We're gonna take some time off. Um, you know, one thing, most of my girls have played volleyball and, you know, we've been in the gym every day since, since August. Um, and so we may take a couple of days during Thanksgiving. I uh, just got a remind before I walked in here and it was one of the girls saying, Hey, what days are we practicing next week? And, um, we're going to take a couple of days off for sure. And hopefully feel, feel good after a big week this week and, and maybe take an extra day or two and, uh, they need some rest, though. Like our student athletes, they they need some rest, mm-hmm. and um, it'd be a good time to get them that before you hit this stretch right before before Christmas. We try we kind of divide this season into these little quadrants or things, and and we say, hey, this little first warm up parts till Thanksgiving, and then you got you know Thanksgiving to Christmas, and you get a little bit of a break, and then you got your division schedule mainly in January, and then and then you hit playoff time, and that's kind of your fourth quarter. So we, we kind of divide it up, and uh, we'll take our first quarter break after after Saturday. Early in the season, this team had some issues maybe with passing, maybe with some defensive issues. Um, but it seems that with a blowout win against Sotilla and then obviously the big win Friday night, um, this team has kind of solved those issues and now is looking – back to looking like the state championship type team we saw last year. Can you talk to me about how that whole process had to happen? Because, you know, there were some people that were scared when we only beat little teddy bears by eight. Yeah, look, it, you know, first of all, win's a win. So, you know, we're going we're gonna to be excited either way because we, I, as I tell the girls this all the time, um, we make winning look easy at times, but it, we know how hard it is. We, we deep down, we know how much work we put in. And what we do, um, but but um, one of the, you know two of the things we focused on, um, and, it, and it'll be a glaring statistic a lot of nights are rebounding. If we don't rebound well, we don't play well. And um, you know it just so happens last week we rebounded extremely well um, against Central, and in our loss to Biggersville, we got out rebounded in both those games and didn't play well. Um, other than that, you know, we do we try to, you know, take care of the ball. Uh, those two games were also two games where we didn't take care of the ball as well as our opponent did. And so, um, you know, basketball is a simple game and you look at those statistics and, you know, understand we gotta we gotta win the rebounding battle and we gotta take care of the basketball. So you haven't haven't been able to start into the division play yet. You still got some some non conference games coming up, but the big one on the schedule is the rematch um, down in their little little red barn or whatever on the down south that we play them on the twentieth. So that's right, right before we get out of Christmas, I believe. Yeah, I think we moved that game to the nineteenth. Um, so we need to confirm that. But um, yeah, that you know we got a couple of division games that we got to look forward to. We got a trip to. Biggersville, we're excited about you know to play Olive Branch Saturday, and, and we got a lot of games between then and and, and our next matchup with that group, um, and so we got a lot of a lot of eyes to dot and T's to cross between now and then, and and when that when the eighteenth rolls around, we'll we'll talk about them and we'll get ready and 
we'll go down there, um, go down there and try to do it again. Mm-hmm. You always seem to get everybody's best game when you are the best, you know. And it seems like with the schedule we've got coming up, these big moment games are becoming more and more and more common. I know that there's got to be some extra preparation for those type of games. You know, it, it really, Caleb. It, you hate. I hate to be the 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 coach talk here, but it's really not. We kind of we kind of have gotten to the point in our program where we just try to line up and play as well as we can each night, and I think that's what's caused us to have a little more maturity uh, than we've had in the past. And we can, we just kind of line up and we know, hey, we just need to play well. We need to do X, Y, and Z. And, and rebounding is always going to be at the top of that for us. But if we do these things well, we're going to be fine. we got girls that can put the ball in the in the hoop. we got girls that can, you know, get us a stop. And, and we just, you know, need to put that stuff together. And, and I guess the, the most – important thing from Friday night is that we we can we look really good when we put it all together and it doesn't matter who our opponent is it doesn't matter who we're playing and when we put our ourselves out there and we play well together um, we're pretty good all right then so final question um this is the this is a big one here so I know that the people who are sitting at home I'm sure are going to be able to come out and support you guys um, I'm sure they want to know if they can go ahead and start clearing their schedule for around the, the early March time. Um, uh, makes, maybe make some hotels, some dinner plans in Jackson. Yeah, we can't get too far ahead of ourselves. It's fun to, you know, I guess for the fans and, uh, people to, to think about, but it's a lot that goes into, into that. Um, y'all just, um, <laughs> keep us in your prayers to get that we stay healthy. Uh, we don't, you know, get this lot of sickness and flu. We talk about that stuff all the time. You know, s- let's take care of our bodies and ourselves. And, um, you know, we want to stay healthy and, and give ourselves a chance. But we know we know that we're capable of stuff like that. And so we want to say, look, and, and this is this is, here you'll be your podcast stuff. Um, we want to say every year, um, let's, let's mark our, our – our calendars full till spring break and let's let's enjoy a long run you know in basketball season let's just plan for that and it'd be great to to look up and and have created a history of of that and that's kind of our our goal we want to be we want to be there every year you know and so we got a, we got a young group of girls that's ready to ready to try to achieve that mm-hmm. all right well we thank you coach for taking the time to sit down with us and we'll be back in jail All right, well, welcome back. And this part of this is the part of the podcast um, uh, that I like to call the vent session because we've got two state fans, we got and we got an Ole Miss fan in here, so we need to, to let a little steam off here. Um, I'd like to make my formal opening statement. Well, actually, I'm like Mike Leach. I hate opening statements, but I'm going to make one anyway about the SEC officiating. Um, <laughs> And this is the time of the day that I like to say that if Mississippi State left for the Big 12, I would not actually be upset. Because <laughs> I don't know what is up with these referees. I don't know if they were given access to pregame Hennessy or what, but, like, they just don't know what they're doing. And they're – 
they are trying to protect protect this agenda because they know Georgia's going to lose to LSU in the SEC championship game. So they're trying to keep them undefeated. What? What? No. Yeah. What? That's no. my theory. That is my theory. <laughs> I see. I side with you on the rails, but I don't side with you on no. that. <laughs> That's my theory. That's why they yeah. favor Georgia now. You you towed the edge and then jumped right in on that. Maybe so, but like. I cannot get over some of the calls that were made in that football game. Mm. Ole Miss had some bad calls too, Caleb. Yeah, I watched. I watched that. I watched that game. There was some. Uh, there was some iffy calls both ways in that game. Yeah, yeah it, it was fun. You know, in the state game, you know, watching it, and I've never. I don't think I've ever seen a roughing the passer called call back. Mm. Like the guy threw the flag. And then gets overruled because they were pushed into when clearly they, they weren't. It was kind of weird. The, the one that got me was Emmanuel Forbes roughing the kicker when the dude was literally in midair. When he when the dude kicked the ball, he was literally off the ground in midair trying to block the kick, and he tapped the kicker's toe, and it was pass interference. The, what these football players are not the avatar. They are not gravity-bending machines that can just stop whenever they want to. I don't think that referees passed physics class quite clearly because once an object stays in motion, it's pretty hard to stop it. I think Isaac, that Isaac Newton's fourth law. But I don't understand what they don't get about the fact if you are a lineman coming off the line and you're running to the quarterback to sack him, and he, you're from, like, me to Cole, but you're running full speed. You're not stopping yourself. You're just not. Well, I have to say, though, one of the scariest plays all weekend, I think in any game, was, of course, Alabama Ole Miss uh, when Dallas Turner ripped off Jackson Dart's helmet. Oh, I mean, yeah. that was yeah. – that, uh, and, and how how Turner didn't get ejected on that, I don't, I don't know. I mm-hmm. mean, that was, that was definitely – a scary time. I mean, he could have broke the guy's neck. I mean, yeah. it was – if you watch those replays, it was it was ugly. Yeah. So, I, I don't yeah. know. that. That's one of the questionable calls I'll go with you on this weekend. I know it was a face mask and all of that, but still, I'm kind of shocked he, were, he was allowed to stay in the game after that. That was just mm-hmm. completely over the top. And I'll stick up for Ole Miss here. I probably shouldn't, but I'll do it anyway. The one where – Dart was sacked and was lying on the ground, and I don't know who it was, but the dude got up and pushed his yeah. helmet into the ground, and yeah. there was no flag. Yeah. It's on national television. We all saw it. Yeah. Everybody saw it. How did they not see it? And that was that drive where we had we ended up having a punt, and then they scored a touchdown that gave them the lead that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that, honestly, the SEC officiating crew out of any – conference in the country prefers their big guys over their little guys more than anybody else in the country. Yeah, they got the problem and this is officiating top to bottom. The problem with officiating is is the the, the accountability at times. Like mm-hmm. you know, hold them I mean as a coach, we're held accountable. We if we get out of line, they they check us and they say, "Hey, we'll throw you out or we'll find you or those kind of things." But do those guys have the same accountability that that coaches have, because if Leach co- comments on it post game, then he's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, if those guys screw up mid game, 
are they fined or are they reprimanded or what hap- what happens to them? Mm-mm. We'll get a sorry from the SEC. We'll get a sorry letter from the conference. That's what we'll get. But sorry, we screwed up. Oh, well, move on to the next one. Uh, it's been all year, all year. Every single state game I've watched, there's been a call or two that is just mind-numbingly stupid, and it's just ridiculous. <laughs> Now, there, there has been some. There's been some bad calling this year. Yeah. Uh, I would say a little bit more than normal. You kind of expect it. You know, it's a dynamic to the game mm-hmm. in big games. But there's been some pretty simple calls. I think that have been botched completely over over the season so far. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And there's another one where we see Jackson Dart got like a 20 yard run, and they called holding on our receiver, and then they showed the replay. And the receiver was trying to block this linebacker, and the linebacker just plowed him, put him on his butt, and they caught a holding on that receiver. That really hurt us very badly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but we can take a little break from football to talk about basketball because I don't know about y'all, but down in Starkville, I'm, I'm feeling 19, I'm feeling uh, 1996 vibes from this team right now. I mean, <laughs> I, I watched my guy – put a dude from Pine, Pine Bluff on a poster, and we've blown out all three teams we've played. And the girls also have blown out both teams they've played too. This Both teams look really, really good. I think the program got it right when they hired both these new coaches. Yeah, I think a lot of people are excited about some basketball at, at Mississippi State. Um, I watched a little of the Pine Bluff game yesterday, and uh, it was fun to see them. They play hard. They, they guard. Um, they get at, they get after it I, in SEC play. I don't know. I'm a little I'm a little skeptical. You know, we're we gonna be able to really put together a lot of scoring um, when it gets when it gets tough and you play the mm-hmm. Kentuckys and the Auburns and those kind of people. But you know, we'll see. James is obviously doing a great job. He's got people enthusiastic about it, and um, I, I love his. Uh, he had some interviews this weekend. I got to watch. It was pretty. He's pretty good. I like him. Mm-hmm. And also, I can finally talk trash to Tennessee fans because they took an L to Colorado to start off the season. So, Tennessee, hold that L. Um, Also, Louisville, hold that L. We just love trashing Cardinals on our podcast, but Louisville, hold that L. Um, They lost to two nobodies. In fact, no, actually, they lost their opening game. They lost to Bellarmine. If you don't know their story – they are a, were a Division II team for the longest time, moved up to D1, won their conference, but they can't make the NCAA tournament into 2025, which I think is a stupid rule, but whatever. And so they're in Louisville. Bellarmine is in Louisville, and they beat Louisville. That's, like, got to be the biggest – that's got to be the biggest win in program history right there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what's going on in Cardinalville, but it's not good. Um, not certainly not the good teams we've seen from there in the past. At least they're probably going to get run through by Kentucky. Probably so. But uh, we got to mm-hmm. take a moment to talk about the aircraft carrier classic um, between Michigan State and Gonzaga. If you didn't get a chance to watch it, what they did is they built a temporary court on an aircraft carrier. That's cool. It was it was very cool. cool. It was actually a really good game. Gonzaga. Um, Beat Michigan State by one, which would have been a huge upset if Michigan State could pull through. I know y'all like Michigan State's a really good team. Not this year, but they almost they almost won. 
Also, Wisconsin and Stanford opened up the season with a game in the in the Brewer Stadium. So, like, they were playing mm-hmm. on the baseball field. So, that was kind of cool. Um, college basketball is back. Um, Jake, how's Ole Miss looking? We've won our first two games, but they were pretty pretty ugly wins. But hopefully we'll get better. Mm-hmm. I think that I'm going to enjoy beating Georgia in basketball just that much more because of what <laughs> happened on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So I reckon that'll that'll wrap it up. Pretty short episode. Um, well, we thank Coach for sitting in, and uh, I'll throw it back to Mr. Romans. All right, thank you, Caleb, and again, thank you, Coach Middleton, for coming in on this episode along with Cole Richardson and Jake Wilmoth. I'm Brandon Romans. We'll see you next week.